The World in 10 for the 1st of June. Welcome to the first pod of the month and probably, and I can't confess to having looked through the archives to be certain of this, the first that will venture into the world of the unknown. Yes, we're talking about UFOs later. But for now, talking of unidentified objects, you've not introduced yourself. I will do it for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're Toby Gillis, and for the record, I'm Rebecca Myers. Yeah, that is much appreciated. Got a little ahead of myself there, uh, because there is plenty more to come before UFOs, including Australia's most decorated soldier, now disgraced. The new Little Mermaid movie is panned, but is racism at play? And one of the world's most successful football coaches in bad loser shock. We begin with a hugely unsettling story surrounding Ben Robert Smith, a man many outside Australia won't have heard of, but a man of huge significance. This is one of five people ever to have been awarded the country's Victoria Cross. That's an award given for acts of heroism in the field of war. In short, he's Australia's most decorated living soldier. But he's been embroiled in a defamation battle for some years now, after three of the country's major news outlets alleged he had committed or ordered six murders while on operation in Afghanistan. And today, a result, an outcome that has shocked Australians. The first involved a young Afghan farmer questioned on a clifftop. He smiled at Ben Robert Smith, which then resulted in Ben Robert Smith kicking him off the cliff. He was stood up and was shot, executed. A second case was a young one-legged man pulled from a drain and shot by Ben Robert Smith. And uh, he had a prosthetic leg, which was souvenired and used as a drinking vessel at their bar. Then there was a third elderly Afghan farmer who was also shot on the orders of Ben Robert Smith. That's Bernard Lagan, the Times' writer in Sydney. With details of the murders, a judge in Australia has determined there was substantial truth that Robert Smith either committed or ordered. Now, this is a civil case which requires a lower burden of proof than a criminal one. The former soldier is an innocent man in the eyes of the law. But Bernard told us there may well yet be a criminal case for Ben Robert Smith to face, and he believes this ruling will have helped hasten inquiries relating to that. In 2016, the reporting intensified and the Defence Force acted and appointed an inquiry and it reported publicly in 2020 that there was credible evidence that 25 Australian Special Forces members had killed up to 39 people unlawfully in Afghanistan. A special team has been assembled aimed at criminal prosecutions where possible. There's a mountain of evidence being presented to the defamation trial, which presumably the investigators will be able to draw on to help them with their own investigations. The case has also led to further questions, and some are asking whether the Australian government will strip Ben Robert Smith of the Victoria Cross. But there's also another, it's a question I spotted being discussed on social media earlier, that's a far broader, maybe even philosophical one, about soldiers in the field. And I'll read you this quote. This is from a former soldier who was a junior officer in the British Army in Afghanistan. And he says, Combat and killing is morally destructive to soldiers over time. The challenge I had as a leader was not to let my blokes lose their humanity. 
Effectively, he's asking how anyone can be trained to be a killing machine, then carry it out and not slip from the standards civilians live their lives by. Now, let's take a dip under the sea. Well, I'm not sure about Under the Sea with this one, but Disney's live-action remake of A Little Mermaid is definitely under some sort of cloud at the moment, with allegations that racists have been trying to skew its rating on the influential review site IMDb. So if you go on the site now, you'll see a rarely seen note by the average rating, which says the IMDb rating is weighted to help keep it reliable after they spotted what they call unusual activity. Yeah, so its current rating is 7 out of 10. That's despite almost 40% of the 43,000 amateur reviewers giving it one. Why does it all matter, though, Rebecca? Well, there's been plenty of debate around this film already. Many have celebrated the casting of Halle Bailey, who's the lead actress. She's mixed race. Um, She's playing Ariel. But also there's been a social media campaign with the hashtag NotMyAriel. So there's been a lot of debate around this. And there are suggestions online that the one-star reviews are being cast by racists. Yeah, IMDB has refused to comment. uh, And it's not clear how often they will weight scores given by their users if they spot something is off. Uh, But social media is awash with people saying it's simply angry people that a person of colour is playing the lead and it's them, they believe, that are giving the one-star reviews. For what it's worth, the Times reviewer, Kevin Mayer, he gave the film three stars out of five. And as with many other reviewers in the business, he said he thought that the main actress's performance was, and I quote, a star-making turn. And interestingly, the Times, their reporter, has gone through a lot of the reviews on IMDb and not found racist comments. But you're not obliged to comment and state your reasons when you give your star rating for the film. The current existing data and eyewitness reports alone are insufficient to provide conclusive evidence about the nature and origin of of every UAP event. They're often uninformative due to lack of quality control. That might sound like a boring data briefing, but it is in fact about UFOs, or UAPs as the experts say, unidentified anomalous phenomena. Yeah, not quite as catchy as uh, little green men, which is what (laughs) I like to call them. This was a press conference, believe it or not, with NASA, who have said that stigma around UFO sightings is hampering their ability to research them properly. Basically, too many people are too embarrassed to suggest that they might have seen something a little bit alien. (laughs) (laughs) Now, they say 98% of sightings can be explained away, i.e. they're not UFOs, they're not aliens. Uh, But what I find extraordinary is that, at the moment, a small fraction can't be explained, and they want to find out what on earth is actually going on. Show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. One of US sports best known quotes by Vince Lombardi. But in elite sport, losing with grace, at least, is still something we tend to approve of. 
Yet for one man, one of football's biggest names and most successful managers, Jose Mourinho, it's not something we tend to associate with him, especially after last night. That extraordinary rant was aimed at the referee of the Europa League final, an Englishman named Anthony Taylor, in the car park after the match. Yeah, so Jose, whose Roma team had just lost on penalties to Sevilla, he was furious at a number of the officials' decisions, and then that expletive-laden rant was... um, well, presumably his solution. Yes, we're currently waiting to see if he'll be punished. The governing body in charge of the competition, UEFA, doesn't usually take kindly to that sort of thing. But we'll wait for the referee's report before deciding on the next steps. Now, we're pretty familiar with unfulfilled political campaign promises here in the UK. But how's this for a pledge? Free electricity for all households and free bus travel for all women. Yeah, these were the promises made by the Congress Party in the Karnataka state in southern India uh, during recent state elections. The party won, unsurprisingly, with promises like that, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) But they now need to form a cabinet, sort out their budget and uh, work out how on earth they're going to pay for all of this. Yes, but in the meantime, women have been just getting on the buses (laughs) for free and telling the conductors to ask the party to pay for it, which is quite amazing. And they're even being egged on by other politicians, the BJP. They've been saying, don't pay the fares. Rightly so. Love a rebel. And I'm normally a bit of one myself... But, Rebecca, not to such an extent that we're going to go beyond 10 minutes on the world in 10. So that is all we have time for today. It is. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, if you enjoyed the journalism you heard on this podcast, you can take out a digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk. Listener.